Chapter Eight of A Month on the Norfolk Broads on board the Wherry Zoe and its tender, the Tub Lotus, by Walter Rye. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Up the Ant to Ebridge Mill. Next morning we were off again, and turning back, kept to the right up the sinuous turns of the Ant till we saw Wayford Bridge in the distance, backed up by the fine hillside woods known as Wayford Woods, in which are the Devil's Ditches, entrenchments supposed to be Roman. We soon got up to the bridge, but we ran aground and couldn't get off till a friendly farmer brought some ropes and a block which he fastened to a stump of a tree and the entire strength of the company being then put on to the ropes the tug-of-war went decidedly against the ship which came off with a jerk that sent us all on our backs in a nettle-bed we wandered up wayford wood and looked for the trenches without much success for the whole place is overgrown with brushwood and brambles but admired the view from the top greatly and vainly longed to have the chance of seeing it in the spring when it must be simply a sheet of blue from the wild hyacinths that carpet it as it was the innumerable foxgloves struck our visitors as being as beautiful as any of their home flowers from the bridge we watched two rustics continually catching great bream with tackle closely resembling clothes props and clothes lines but on our endeavouring to emulate their success with our very superior tackle we did as usual no good the rest of the day was devoted to a lovely walk through worsted where we carefully inspected the church and admired its beautiful sound holes and rood screen and shuddered at the tulip-like excrescences which mar the four corners of its tower after this we went on a little further to westick so as to show our friends the lovely bit of wood and water where the walsham road dips down to the lake and turned round by the fir plantings home to finish a most pleasant walk the log of the lotus must have been faultily kept for next day was sunday though it ought not to have been according to the narrative those who pass their holidays on these waters will however agree with me that it is very easy to lose a day in the most pleasant dreamy way as often no incident of any note takes place for it to be remembered by and as to keeping a diary why the very idea is loathsome to a true holiday-maker after a late breakfast and mrs fatima having arrayed herself in a way to simply shame the lilies of the field was rowed in the jolly up the backwater to as near an adjoining church as might be by the rest of us and we all attended morning service as all decent boating men ought to do 
if however she reckoned on being the cynosure of all eyes and the centre of admiration she was disappointed for she was entirely eclipsed for good looks by the parsons and for fashionable dress by the butcher's daughters the afternoon turned out wet one unregenerate took himself off to norwich but the rest passed a lazy afternoon and evening chatting of course the zoe having been left at ludden bridge we had to abandon the lotus to the visitors at night but we all came on board and sailed on in company the next morning up what was really the ant though it is dignified with the name of the north walsham and dilham canal would that all canals were as pretty as this quiet little river which is falsely so called it is a perfect paradise for small boats and canoes twisting and turning about through bushes and woods and the most rural scenery but i fancy this was the first time that a fourteen-tonner had squeezed its way up it and the ordinary broad guide maps do not extend so far north less than a mile from wayford bridge we were called upon for a small toll levied apparently by a sort of poll-tax for the skipper wanted us to go below on approaching the bridge and had to make a declaration that we had no merchandise on board the toll collector lived in a charming little cottage in a riverside garden with a quaint little caboose looking over the river and papered over with all sorts of engravings from illustrated papers so narrow was the river just before we got to ruston common that we could touch the bushes with a stick on either side and as we passed that the largest left of our norfolk goose greens we were scraping our copper over the shallows every two minutes fatterman wanted to go and see pawson's birthplace and grave but we were afraid someone might take a bucket of water out of the river while we were away and so strand us just before we reached d bridge and passing through the lock we saw what used to be dillham broad on our left skipper remembered sailing a race on it in years gone by but it had almost wholly grown up now though the thicket of reeds and rushes was very pretty to the left just before we came to the bridge were some very funny-looking one-storied cottages on the river's brink and here we might have got into a nice muddle for the athlete who had been amusing himself all day with shooting anything he could though he did not then nor at any other time during the voyage procure us anything of an edible nature thought as we were turning the corner that he saw two more hens swimming across he took a careful pot-shot and i am bound to say that he knocked the water up all round about the birds but they escaped and we were very glad they did for on closer inspection 
it turned out they were two of a brood of very tame ducklings belonging to the cottagers while the boat was passing through the bridge some of us strolled up over the pretty common to honing church and noticed with disgust that a settlement of the salvation army had been effected in that quiet little village the next lock was the prettier but both were in a terribly bad state of repair and we should have been less surprised than disgusted if the gates had given way as we went through the wind failed us here so we all had to tow in turn and at last got to the end of our journey ebridge mill close to north walsham beyond which it was out of the question to go still we had to go under the bridge through the lock and on to the mill pool so as to get width to turn and having done so moored by the great steam mill that evening we spent going over the mill and we were all fairly astonished at the splendid machinery and numerous notions which we never expected to see in so outlandish a place and which were all explained to us by a most intelligent and courteous foreman we had arranged all along that next day mr fatterman whose real name was grice should visit for the first time the home of his ancestors which he had come so far to see and which we will call barningthorpe and we could get him to talk of little else that night End of chapter 8